Hey, this is Chad, and you're listening to the Game Wave Podcast. How you doing? I'm uh, subbing in for Joe Allen this week. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Game Wave Podcast. It's uh, whenever I whenever I feel hankering for some chip tunes, I just uh, browse the back catalog. Uh, I'm subscribed via iTunes, as you should be, or you can check it out at GameWavePodcast.com. Now, the music you just heard was uh, that was format playing live at Blitfest 2011 in my native city of New York, over here in the USA. This past May at a place called iBeam in Manhattan, the fifth annual Blitfest concert spanning three nights and uh, uh, some daylight hours too. <laughs> it was uh, 11 plus hours of uh, chiptune and electronic music. Yes. Uh, why should you care? Well, it's all... Uh, Blitfest is all like chippy music. It's music made by LSDJ on uh, Game Boys or uh, Ataris or Amigas. It's very nerdy, very electronic, video gamey sounding stuff. Now we're going to get back to the music, and later Brendan Becker 
aka Mr. Magfest, aka Inverse Phase, is going to join me for a discussion on the ups and downs of being a chiptune artist in 2011 and the future of the genre. But first, from the upcoming documentary Viva Amiga, here's Citrix. Hey, my name's Citrix, I'm from Australia, and I write music on a Commodore Amiga. Flipfest is a festival here in New York City, and um, it's been going now for a fair number of years. And it's basically a showcase of a whole load of chip artists from around the globe. is the art, I guess, of taking a games console or a computer console from uh, the days when they made their own sound, you know, the blips and the bloops. But before you had, you know, just a full CD quality soundtrack, and you take those old machines and try to uh, write music for them. Within that restriction is the beauty of trying to make a track uh, and get it within the constraints. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I love the machine. Plus it sounds amazing for its age and its vintage. For a machine that was from 1984 that has the capability that it has, it's, it's just absolutely incredible. The Amiga is probably older than uh, you and most of the attendees at Blipfest, but it refuses to die. And there's a new documentary that explores the incredible story of the computer that could have been. Uh, Viva Amiga, yeah, it's still in production. They shot interviews with the musicians at Blipfest who use the Amiga to make music. You can check it out at amigafilm.com. Uh, that's A M I G A F I L M, amigafilm.com. Or uh, there's some stuff on YouTube. The, uh, the trailer and some of the stuff they shot at Blipfest is up there. Now, coming up next is Brendan Becker. But first, here's Oakham's Chainsaw by Exile Faker.
Exile Faker followed by Gale Force from Star Screams, new album, A Future Towards the Edge of Forever, and A Large Part of Your Mind Sliced by Minus Baby, who's one of the biggest names in chiptunes here in New York City and really helped establish uh, the look. And uh, like I said, he's he's big. Say Minus Baby to anybody who's into chiptunes around here, and uh, they've been to a concert or they know who he is. Uh, he was joined on stage by Crash Faster, 
members of Samba New York and the Brazilian Quarter. And I loves me some live instruments during a chiptune set. Or really just live instruments in uh, any kind of music, being a video game cover or what have you. I have with me today a very good friend of mine, a musician, a gamer, and a con chair, Brendan Becker, a.k.a. Mr. Magfest, a.k.a. Inverse Phase. How you doing? OMG. How you going, Chad? Good, man. I'm good. So, Brendan, you attended, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you drove up from Virginia and attended all three days of Blitfest 2011. Uh, what was it like? Uh, well, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting experience because uh, I did not drive, but I did ride in a car and I uh, hitchhiked to Blitfest. You you hitchhiked? <laughs> well, it, I mean, it was with friends and people I knew, but uh, basically while I was in the car with one friend, I was calling another friend to see where they were, discovering oh, who was on the way up to New York City Like while I was in the car. Wow. I really wanted to go and support Matt Simmons, um, who oh. is also known as Format. Oh, yeah. He's great. He has never played a live show, and... Wow. There is question as to whether he will ever play a live show again. I hope he does, but um, he has been writing mod music since it existed, basically. Um, like, uh, like since the Amiga came out and there was a tracking program to write music on it, mm -hmm. he was there. Um, so, you know, he's been writing music since, like, 87, 88, 89, something like that. Yeah, so he's been he's been he's been out there since before the scene since since uh yeah before a lot of our listeners have existed. Yeah, at at the beginning of the scene, <laughs> and uh, you know, like I actually, uh, it, it, it's an interesting story. That's actually kind of what got me into uh, into like writing music and that sort of a thing. You've done covers of covers. You've done uh, chip uh, chip versions of songs that. Uh, you know, I, I would say reasonably or obscure. Um, and now you're with your next album. You're you're going to cover an entire album of something that we all should know. Everyone should know some Nine Inch Nails.
Nine Inch Nails is probably one of my favorite bands, so I want to mm-hmm. do something a little extra special for uh, for Nine Inch Nails, and uh, the it, an entire album is kind of the idea that came out, I guess. I feel like there are probably a lot of Nintendo nerds out there that associate Nine Inch Nails with, like, you know, angsty kids, and then there are probably a bunch of, you know, like, Nintendo nerds that are angsty kids, but, um, you know, uh, it, I, I, I want to get more people... Uh, listening to music that influences me, and that's that's part of why I do all of my music. Mm-hmm. You know, like the uh, that's why I picked the songs I did on Retro Covered is because those are songs that you know like influence or affect me in some way. Uh, and Nine Inch Nails is no different. So I wanted to make sure that you know, like I I want to give people a taste of sort of what I hear while I'm listening to music. I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like when I'm when I'm listening to to Nin, you know, I mean, like, obviously I hear, you know, what what Trent Reznor wrote. But then I also, you know, there's this sort of like soundtrack going on in the back of my head of, you know, like what it could sound like if uh, since, since I've been doing, you know, like chiptune versions or whatever for a while, you know, I just uh, kind of like, you know, certain instruments and notes really stick out to me and I was like, oh, it's just like, you know, and whatever, like uh, like in my Just What I Needed cover, you know, they have mm-hmm. that square wave synth that's going at the, uh, you know, like uh, towards the middle of the song, you know, the, you know, like that is almost an exact perfect square wave. So instantly I just jump to like the Nintendo square wave when I hear stuff like that. We'll hear more from Brendan later. Right now, here's Ultra Sid performing Staring at the Sea.
Thank you.
That was Ultracid, followed by Peter Swim performing Self Destruct, and Henry Home Sweet's closing song from his Blipfest set, all broadcast live by WFMU. Now, now to kind of to kind of round out our conversation. <laughs> so you've you've been an attendee at uh, Blipfest, and you've gone to other concerts, but. At MAGFest, which is that uh, annual video game slash uh, music con that you run, uh, you also book artists, uh, different uh, video game rock bands, and then also uh, chiptune artists and electronic bands uh, to come. Can you tell me a little bit about that and uh, maybe some of the, like, when when did you start booking uh, electronic artists for MAGFest and what was the catalyst for that? I do. Um, we, uh, we, we started booking uh, chip artists. Well, we, we tried to start booking chip artists, uh, you know, like a long, long time ago. And, uh, and, and the problem with, uh, uh, with being a chip artist, uh, which I now know more than I possibly ever wanted to know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you go out and you play a show and you play some of your, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of covers. Yeah. But, uh, but you play, it, like a lot of artists just are sitting around with, you know, a Nintendo or a Game Boy or whatever, writing their mm-hmm. own original music. And so sure. they hop up on stage with their Game Boy, they plug it in, they turn it on with that oh, fami- uh, oh so familiar Game Boy startup noise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like they, uh, they start playing their song. And if they're not at Whipfest, or the tank, or you know, Boston Eight Bit, or Eight Static. If they're not at you know like an event where people get it already, yeah. then they're probably playing like an open mic like, in a bar or something where the guy was like, yeah, yeah, sure, you can go up there. And, you know, like everyone in the bar, you know, like applauds you afterwards. And this one guy walks up to you at the end of your show and he's like, man, I really enjoyed that Zelda song you played. Mm-hmm. And like that is <laughs> the worst thing you can ever say to a chip tuner. If they did not play a Zelda song, well, they probably didn't. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying there's there's a there's a there's a, a hill like an up upward hill to get uh, respect as a, as an artist if your stuff if your music sounds like bloops and bleeps. Right, I, I think that because you're using a game system, even though you know, I think a lot of chip tuners forget that they're holding a Game Boy sometimes. Uh huh get a little bit, uh, you know, uppity about it, uh, you know, like, I still think that there's, you know, like, there's still a hurdle for the general public to up- understand chip tunes, and because of that, a lot of chip tuners don't want to play video game shows, uh, because, you know, I mean, like, I think a lot of them have gotten over it, but I think that a lot of them still, you know, like, are like, well, I don't, I, I don't do video game music. I do my own music. Yeah. You know? Have you, have you specifically gotten that as a response when you're trying to book shows at Magfest? Yeah, people have actually said that. You know, like they, they said, you know, I don't, I don't want to play a, mus- a, a show that's centric to video games. I would rather mm. play shows that are centric to what I do. Wow. Yeah, you know, like, and that's fine. I can, I, you know, I, I can totally see where they're coming from, and I can respect that. And you know, I, I have played shows myself. Where you know, like I, uh, where where I've been told, you know, like that Mega Man song was really great, and that was much long before I had that Mega's cover, you know.
My Game Boy restarted. That was not supposed to happen. Whoa. Hi. Hey. Um. That was N, <laughs> uh, seven or eight uh, capital Ns all in a row, N, uh, and Zen Albatross live from Blipfest 2011. Now, I've listed the websites for all of today's musicians in the show notes, and you can download, actually you can download most of the concert uh, for free, all three days for free. Entire sets are online at the Free Music Archive, which is freemusicarchive.org slash curator slash blip festival. Now, if you can't find it there, please buy their albums, go to their website, support your favorite chiptune artists. A lot of them are on Bandcamp, and their albums are like five bucks. So, who has five dollars? I do. Oh, I'll support my favorite musician by buying their stuff. Great. Now, taking us out, it's Citrix performing Come Along live from Blickfest 2011. I'm Chad from the Jumpman Podcast, which, uh, FYI, it's a weekly video game slash movie uh, show. Check us out on iTunes and at jumpmenpodcast.com. And uh, have a great day.
because nothing productive is going to be accomplished this way. Oh, boy.